Hey, what's going on? It's Top of the Do Chain Podcast, episode 99. One more. And I'm here again. Yeah. Our buddy Chris is back with us. <laughs> not, not Jeff. Not, not Jeff. <laughs> not Jeff. Much better looking. Yeah. Jeff uh, Jeff bailed on us yet again. Yeah. That dude needs either some Purell yep. in his house because he's always getting sick oh. or he needs to quit making excuses. Well, you know, beta males and their immune I systems. Say, or... <laughs> He needs to put the pants on and tell Brittany he's coming to podcast. Yeah, and tell him he has super important things to get done. That's probably what it is. But this is the uh, post-Thanksgiving episode, a.k.a. the fitness episode. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, now that you've blown up your diet. Uh, for real. I'll tell you this. I'm a little irritated because I had to drive back from Galveston Saturday morning. It, I mean, Galveston's a six and a half to seven hour trip of driving. Six and a half hours. Um, and I usually book in about an hour to hour and a half for our Bucky stops and grabbing something to eat and all that. But we were on the road for ten and a half hours. Golly. Uh, counting all that. So about two extra hours. Two and a half extra hours just to check. And here's the thing. Houston was, you know, Houston's notorious for traffic. Dallas notorious for traffic. And so you go into those those drives expecting, okay, when I hit Houston, I'm going to hit some traffic. And Houston wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Dallas wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. But between Huntsville and Dallas, there are about three of these little hunting towns that just just stopped. I mean, you're out in the middle of nowhere just creeping along at 10 miles an hour. Most frustrating thing I've ever seen. Anyway, and I hate being in a car. Yeah, we can't. We drove an hour and a half to Cushing, and our daughter can't make it like an hour. She was asleep for most of it, and then as soon as she wakes up, she's she's like done with it. Yeah, she's crying. She wants out. She's, it's oh, awful. That's me as an adult. Yes, because <laughs> it is terrible. Do you have to do all the driving? I prefer to do all the driving. Yeah, I uh, I can't sleep in a car. Uh, for that reason, Liz, just, Lizzie makes me do all the driving all the time. If we're ever both in the car, yeah, and then she wants to criticize my driving the whole time. <laughs> oh, welcome to married life, man. G- gets yeah. mad at me for how That's like just how life she's works. Like, you know, it's only sixty through here. As I'm going eighty, and I'm like, we're fine. Yeah. Do you want to drive? I'll pay for the ticket if I have to. <laughs> no, uh, same thing. Um. <sighs> I didn't want to bring this old lady up, but I'm on the highway. Traffic is, it's one of those things where, you know, I get on the highway and uh, it's just one of those things where a lane starts to move and you just have to switch lanes, you know, just to get around the people who are inconsiderate and won't just pick the right lane to stay slow in. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's one of those things where I get in the right and I go as far as I can and then you just kind of let, you know, the, the faster cars pass, you get behind them and go, well... I got up, and then there was a gap, so I, I fit into this gap. This old lady just lays on the horn on me. And I'm like, first off, only reason she sped up was because I turned my blinker on to, like, come over. So I get over anyway, whatever. But traffic clears out around the outskirts of Dallas, and I'm going four miles over the speed limit. And this lady had passed me, you know, because she, she whips around and all angry, whatever, and goes. Traffic clears out. I'm going four miles over speed. 79 and a 75. 
and I whizzed past this lady. Like there was no reason for her to even be on my tail. But mm-hmm. I guess she was frustrated like I was. And it's just that's the whole trip is just people just getting on you. Do you play the dumb games with people? Like if they pass you, you get past them, and then you slow down in front of them? I try not to. I hate it. Yeah. I sit, I'm a big cruise control guy. Mm-hmm. And nine miles over the speed limit is what I set the cruise control at because nine all, you're fine, ten all you're the, mine. Yeah, all the cops say if it's under ten, you're good to go. <laughs> so I set it at nine. So in seventy five, I'm going eighty four. You know, which is a nice steady pace. And if you pass me, man, fine. But I'm not. I'm not going to slow down just so you can, you know, pass or whatever. You know, and and so what I hate is the people who go like 100 miles an hour to pass you. They get in front of you, and then they drop it back down to 75, and you're like, dude, like literally just stay behind me for five minutes, and you'll never see me again. Yeah, but I hate it when I'm going, you know, nine over, and someone comes up right on my tailgate and wants to tailgate me. I will find whoever is next to me in a lane, and I will match their speed, and they can't get past. I'm the worst at playing games. Yeah, I don't play games. I always get I, – I mean, I, I I do sometimes, and I get in trouble for it because apparently one day I'm going to get shot. That's what my <laughs> wife tells me. So I try not to, but, yeah, I'm glad to be home, man. And then we had to drive out to Hera yesterday and, and face and deal with all that uh, Thanksgiving traffic as well. So you're like, can't get away from it. But Yeah, anyway. Thanksgiving was good. I didn't actually go uh, roll off my diet because uh, I got real sick this week. Did you? Yeah, so I actually lost weight. Did you give that it to help me? Are you, are you the one who gave it to Jeff? <laughs> I think Jeff gave it to me. I think uh, that's yeah. what happened. It kind of yeah. went throughout our daycare. So our yeah. both our daughters got it. We got it. Our wives got it. Sounds like Jeff gave it to everyone and then got it back. Yeah, that's probably it what came it was. Back around. No, uh, ours. We went to Galveston. I eat like a champ in Galveston. Um, I'll tell you the funniest part, man. Was uh. My nephew, my oldest nephew, is the biggest trash talker in the world. <laughs> like, huge trash talker. And for a, for 11-year-old, is he 11? He's, about, he's a little older than my oldest daughter, so he's about 11 years old. He's pretty good at it. But he's one of those guys, kind of like Reggie Bush's rookie year. Like, Came in with a lot of potential and hype, but when he actually got to the league, like you saw visions of of greatness, but mm-hmm. still he wasn't ready for the league to dominate the league yet. That's how my nephew is. Like, uh, and I was talking trash. What I did first thing once he shows up, you know, and unloads his stuff, I go, "Hey, what's up, Riley?" And I start to give him. I don't even know what handshake I was gonna give him. <laughs> I just started doing this this handshake, and he just sits there, looks at me. I'm like, "Oh, you don't know that one? All right, it's cool, man. You'll figure it out." <laughs> and he just and he just flusters him, and then I then I tightened all the lids on the Gatorade bottles. <laughs> and so, like, when one of the little kids wanted Gatorade, I'm like, "Well, ask your ask your cousin to open it." And he's sitting there like, "I'm like, come here, man." I said, "Really?" And crack it open and hand it to him. But the best part was he and my other. There, I mean, I got another nephew. They're just in. They're at that age where they fight. They get along or they're fighting. That's just how it is. And he was he was he was picking on my my other nephew. And he uh he was kind of just chest bumping him and pushing him around and pushing him into the fence. And finally my little nephew had enough of him, popped him about three times in the nose. And so they all come in crying, you know, and you know, all the little kids are like, They got no fight, they got no fight and all that. And 
fortunately my son had to you know so they they kind of separate them they go in the rooms or whatever and uh you know my my brother was cool about it he goes i, I have a feeling uh this is his son his son's the oldest one was probably instigating something and just backfired on him. that's what i think he was so we call my son in my son tells what happened and clears it up and that's exactly what happened he was picking on him and just just got you know got stole by a younger kid <laughs> So as my son leaves, I'm like, hey, man, remember stitches, uh, snitches get stitches. And he just looks at me like, but then my, <laughs> so essentially he was bullying my little nephew and just got popped. So he walks out of the bedroom. I'm like, what's up, Biff? <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure he understood that reference. Everyone else did. That's the thing. Everyone <laughs> laughed at it except him. And he's just looking around like, why is that so funny? But he will one day. But like I say, he got he got a few zingers, you know, every now and then. But he's just not ready for the big leagues of trash talking, which was fun. I almost felt bad, but I don't. <laughs> I don't because one day well, he's going to be good at it, and it's going to be because of 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 me <laughs> and my brother just constantly rising on. Him. It's the best training. Yeah. Anyway, so what about you, Corey? Did you blow the diet? Oh yeah. No, I destroyed it. Normally, I give myself like uh, a week for Thanksgiving and a week for Christmas to just cheat on it as much as I want, and then uh, I pay for it the following weeks in the gym. Yeah, I mean, I I just—it's weird. I feel nauseous after I eat. Yeah, I probably. Oh, made, it makes me sick. I probably. My mom made homemade mac and cheese, and I probably ate about ten pounds worth of it over the weekend yeah well they say like the average american eats 4500 to 5000 calories during thanksgiving which a that's day? A, yeah which that's probably no not a day like just for thanksgiving i would say your average american probably eats 3500 or day? so yeah oh, i eat 27 yeah 25 to 27 I'm, i think i was probably i used to be closer to that 4000 yeah. mark yeah oh i used to blow, every day i used to blow four listen a double stack quesadilla at on the border is like 3,600 calories. Yeah. And on Fridays, I would eat one for lunch, and then my wife and I would go back and I'd eat a second <laughs> one for dinner. <laughs> so that's 7,200 calories in a day. Yeah. And just oh, those two man. things, not the chips and dip that come with it, not the soap of pee or whatever we had with it, not to mention the four personal pan pizzas I had between those meals <laughs> as a snack. Yeah. Like I was easily putting 10,000 <laughs> 10, calories yeah. away, easy. Yeah, I would say your average American probably about 3,500 a day. Well, the average. Or 30, 35 to 36, because I know the military bases their MRE system off of 3,600 calories, I think it is. Well, then that's high, because everything, when you look at something on a the calories count or whatever on a uh, package of anything, it's based on a 2,000-calorie diet. Yeah, mm-hmm. which, which nobody I, eats a 2,000-calorie diet. I'm sure, most, I, I'm sure there's a lot of women that are on that. Well, yeah, I would say women and like fourteen year olds or younger. <laughs> it's it's probably the average, but the yeah. average is probably being brought way down by because I and yeah women. I struggle to stay under two thousand because that's the that's the diet I've put myself on is like sub two thousand. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I, right now I'm sticking close to two thousand. Yeah, especially if you're working out and you're burning a lot of calories, it's kind of hard. I found myself yeah. being hungry. Well, I mean, you nights. earn back the calories if you work out. Yeah, if you go, sometimes <laughs> I get to go over because I earn them back. Because I, I use the uh, the Lose It app where you yeah. can you can track all your macros and stuff. But do yeah. you use anything, Josh, or do you just do it yourself? Yeah, well, no, I track it on uh, my Fitness Pal or something like that. Okay. Twenty seven hundred is mine. I can't go under. I mean, I really can't. 
Well, your size, I, I can understand. Yeah, it. I mean, yeah. my my norm, my maintain is thirty six hundred calories. That's just to maintain it, and my healthy weight gain is forty two to forty five hundred calories. <laughs> so twenty seven hundred is 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 at the bottom for sure. Yeah, I really didn't get to uh, go very much uh, on Thanksgiving. I only got one plate. I we had two Thanksgiving meals so on Thanksgiving, and then we had uh, one with our friends, and uh, I just had one plate for each of those. And it really bothered me because I just couldn't. I wanted to eat more, but like, my to. body was in recovery. I even ran a race before yeah, uh, Thanksgiving and thought that you know that would earn me back some more calories. And then I just couldn't. I couldn't do it. Uh, that's that's actually a pretty decent problem to have. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you this. So now I'm just taking it out on this week. I like made, I can earn back all those calories this I week. I made the best grilled cheese sandwich. Hot, hot turkey and mm. so late, leftover Thanksgiving turkey grilled cheese it they were legit dipping in some ketchup but i'm telling you man i probably pooped a center block worth of macaroni <laughs> and cheese out yeah cheese will stop you up yeah yeah and i yeah I, I definitely it made me nauseous uh for sure but yeah i usually stick about 2700 calories and, and i was definitely blowing 6000 calories out of the water for two days the yeah. day you know black friday and, and all that which that, i'm also a little disappointed about that like I'm all over Twitter, and there are no Black Friday fights. No, at oh, all. Yeah. Well, I think Cyber Monday has kind of killed Black Friday for the most part. People well, stay in and just wait for Monday to come. And that's the other it's thing safer. too. Black Friday sales are happening online too. Yeah. So and they're happening like the week before and yeah. the week after. Yeah. yeah so. Getting people in the store is not nearly as important as it used to be. No, and that's unfortunate because the best thing about Black Friday fights was is people who who always look down on the people who fought. Like Black it wouldn't Friday. happen to you. Yeah, like, you know, you see the Walmart videos of, like, the lady. And you, I don't know if you've ever seen the one lady in the scooter. And they're fighting over <laughs> cereal or something. And they get into a fight. And she also, she stands up. Like, you know, yeah. you have all the memes. Like, oh. Yeah, I love the meme that says uh, not a cell phone in sight. Just people living in the moment. <laughs> and it's just a bunch of white trash people fighting over a TV. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, anyway, they, so so those, the people. So, I, I, the, it's the suburban soccer moms who. Who like yeah. look down on these people because who would ever fight in a store like that? And then in Target, and then in Target they get into this huge fight over a, a Keurig or something like that. But the best part about it is not the fight; it's the realization when it breaks up, like when those women realize that that they're not above that anymore, you know. <laughs> and like this this look of embarrassment on their face. Like I said, a big fan of people embarrassing themselves, so. A little disappointed the Black Friday uh, stuff. Yeah, I went out on Black Friday uh, probably about ten years now, and uh, a lady like charged me with her cart just to get in line before <laughs> me. I was it's at Best Buy at like the DVD bin next to the line, uh-huh. and so I like got my cart just right there, and I'm just looking at DVDs, and I'm about to push my cart in the line, and she comes and, and she's she got the, the like the bed thing, so she's got a ton of stuff on there. Yeah, she just pushes through, pushes my cart out of the way. Like, all right, you can have that spot. That's when you dump her cart. That's when I kick her stuff over. <laughs> yeah. The old lady. Uh, <laughs> Even easier. Dude, they're angry. Yeah. They are angry. I mean, just, I don't know, man. Boomers are angry people these days. Well, they don't got the time left to be able to <laughs> <laughs> wait in line. Yeah, it can't be wasting it waiting in line. That's true. That is true. So, diet-wise, do you do – you, Chris, count your macros, or is it just? 
Uh, but lately X I've been sticking to low carb, so I try to do under 100 carbs in a yeah. day, and so I'll I'll track that. Um, I other otherwise I'm not looking at my uh, fat or protein. It's just whatever. So I don't. try to I try to make sure that I'm eating more protein rich stuff just because it'll yeah. keep me fuller for longer. Yeah, because I do the uh, intermittent fasting. So do I, and I I usually. How long do you go? I do 16 hours from uh, seven at night to 11 in the morning. When you get to the majors, let me know. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm four yeah. four p.m. to eight p.m. Twenty hours in between meals. Yeah, I don't do that. I just do the uh, the three decent meals throughout the day. Yeah. Sometimes I I kind of get pushed into intermittent fasting whenever I'm on duty, just because I work night shift. Yeah. So I'll eat from like nine thirty to like four thirty in the morning. So that's yeah. Like I could do that. Seventeen but hours working with kids and being hungry. Like I already, oh, you're right. It's I already got to make it through that first class in the morning and and not bite someone's head off because I'm hungry. Missing breakfast is easy. Yeah, for me yeah, oh yeah. Personally, as long as I can down a cup of coffee with some Splenda, or then I'm good. Uh, lunch is a little bit uh, <coughs> in question, and if I'm not doing anything, then I'm tempted to eat. But if I'm busy working and at noon I can start something and look up and it's two o'clock, then it's only two more hours till four, and then. And it's 2,700 calories in four hours, which is a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, eat a 2,700-calorie meal that's not just, like, a Big Mac with, or a quarter, a double quarter pounder with large fries from McDonald's is 1,200 calories. You know what I mean? So, I mean, even with junk food, that's still a lot. I mean, 2,700 calories is a lot of food. Yeah. And so trying to eat that with eggs and turkey sausage and all that, I mean, but... Then, then I go lift in, in the evening, and I got this ball of food sitting in my stomach. But uh. yeah, I've been doing a lot of um, like on the weekends. I'll end up doing a workout right before I come off my fast. So I do this like fasted workout. I actually like it a lot. Oh, like I it? hate yeah. fasted workouts. Oh, really? Dude, I get <laughs> nauseous. I get super nauseous. Dude, I prefer fasted over. I yeah. prefer fasted over eating. But I'll, 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 go ahead. No, I don't. I don't feel like I'm weighted down by anything. Yeah. Or, I feel really good. Yeah, I eat a small, like a very small controlled meal about an hour ahead of time so my body has a little bit of a time to digest it because yeah. if i take like pre-workout or anything else on an empty stomach i i feel like i'm going to vomit throughout the entire workout yeah from a workout performance standpoint i prefer to not eat i prefer to do it fasted but what i've found personally is if i eat and then i work out and then go to sleep then it's just mm-hmm. it's it's i don't want to say it's better for you some people say it's it's better to do it that way just because your body's in a in a building slash burning phase, you know. The one thing you don't want to do is eat and then just lay down and that's mm-hmm. that's a big problem people have. <clears throat> you can't just get out and walk for five or ten minutes after you eat and just give your body an opportunity to kinda rev up the engine. But that's kind of the thought process behind it. And the but the only reason I work out at night's just a matter of convenience. There's no one there. Yeah, I'm kinda on the schedule of uh the gym. I just go to the classes that they have at, uh-huh. uh, so they're most days it's uh four 30. I go like after I'm at work, uh, and get in like, uh, either like a boot camp or a weightlifting class. How do you like those? Um, uh, they're all right. I'm it's, it's getting the kind of like a personal trainer without actually having to pay for a personal trainer, just having the gym membership Cheapskate. and having someone tell me what to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the same guy who also stuffs his pocket with ketchup packets at the restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I took those classes for a while. No, they're tough and 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 they're good. Um, I just you know my gym does a lot of boot camps and they do all the boot camps in the morning. So what I was doing is I was getting to the gym at four thirty in the morning. Well, the boot camps would start at five fifteen, and then they would all get there at five to warm up and get ready, and then. And so it's just super crowded. So I get 45 minutes myself, but me personally, my workout, the first exercise I do takes 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. And and so that's basically why I started going at night, just because it's less people. I'm not a, I don't know. Y'all may like it. I I like being the only one in the gym. I hate when someone else is in there with me. Yeah, I I think I would prefer it, but uh, I don't have that option really. Our gym is busy. It's And it's tiny. Yeah. <laughs> It really is. It's way too small for the the amount of members that they've allowed to place membership there. It's way mm-hmm. too small because they probably have twenty thousand members there now, at least. Yeah, twenty thousand. Yeah, I'm one eight one seven five or one eight one. Yeah, one eight five seven one. So I'm eighteen thousand five hundred. So there's a zero 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 one. Yeah. People well, are, my buddy Cody's like in the eight hundreds. People are gonna go steal your gym identity now. Well, I mean, it has a picture attached to it. <laughs> I'm two six two seven three. So yeah, two six two. So you're twenty six thousand. Yeah. So it's probably. I, I mean, that was last year. Yeah, it's probably thirty five thousand members. Wow. But you know that. That's, yeah, like a lot of that is people just wanting to play basketball or people wanting to use the pool in the summer. People who thought they were going to work out. Yeah, but it has gotten significantly busier up there. Well, no, yeah, that's that's normal. That's we're in, we're Thanksgiving to New uh, New Year's Day. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> here's here's the thing, people. Everyone gets the gym memberships in November, so it doesn't look like they're the New Year's resolution people. But yeah. you're the New Year's resolution yeah. people. You know, yeah. just essentially is all it is. But well, that's what I did last year. I started out at uh, Planet Fatness. <laughs> yeah. Hey, <laughs> free pizza on the first Monday of every month was a big draw. Uh, a big draw. Yeah, they they give you free. There you walk in on a Monday, and uh, on the first Monday of every month, and they give you free pizza. That's your meal. That's my meal for the day. That kind of defeats the purpose, then. Yes. They, they keep their members coming. That's Very what that. Hey, there is that meme at Planet Fitness of the dude doing the leg extensions, but you holding a slice <laughs> of pizza. The second the second Tuesday is uh, bagel morning. Really? Yeah, I never got out to that, but I always imagined that it would be good. Yeah. <laughs> I dreamed about it <laughs> many you know, a night. Planet Fitness has a great business model because they're only, what, 10 bucks a month? Which yeah. a lot yeah. of people. It's a great way to get started, too, because oh, you yeah. just go in and do what you can. And and, and now I don't you know knock that to a degree. Um, but their statistic is, is for every one person that's actually in the gym, there are 10 people at home paying for a gym membership from them. That's probably know? most gyms, though, don't you think? I think Planet Fitness. I think ten to one is probably Planet Fitness. Well, yeah, yeah. I think it would be a lot but easier. I if would it was say. Cheaper. I would say yours is probably closer to a a three to five to one yeah. type ratio because it's like fifty, sixty bucks a month. I think for ours. Yeah. yeah, I always wanted to. I've heard of gyms that do the if you go, you don't have to pay. Like it's twenty dollars a month, but if you for every time that you go, it takes off so much off your. That's the dumbest business. Yeah, it'd be terrible. <laughs> yeah, it is dumb. But there are gyms that do it, and they make their money because people just sit at home and pay for their membership. Yeah. 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 No, that's a good mm. point. Let me ask you a question, Josh, because we uh, had this guy start showing up at our gym. Uh, he likes to do the leg press. 
And he goes around and he gathers all the 45s from every single machine in the gym. (laughs) And then he does like a quarter of a leg press. Like he doesn't go knees to gut. Like, I mean, it's a slight bend of the knee with his hands bracing his knees and helping push the weight back up. Uh He's going to hurt himself. So I don't know. It's probably, I don't know how many, how far over a thousand pounds he is loading that thing out completely with 45s, but he's doing like these garbage reps. Yeah. So what's your thought, Josh? My thought is that that happens at gyms like yours and it doesn't happen at gyms like mine. Yeah. Well, we just sit there like dumbfounded and make fun of the guy. Don't get me wrong. He's bigger than I'll ever be, but it's, it's ridiculous. No, that's all I'm saying is, is the gym I work out is a hole in the wall. It's called city gym. Um, The reason I signed up for it is because they had a reverse hyper machine, which is kind of my standard machine as far as if I go into a gym looking at the gym, if they have a reverse hyper, then it it moves up a notch. What's a reverse hyper? Reverse hyper. um, It's a, it works your lower back and hamstring. Um, It's a, um, it was created in, uh, columbus ohio it's a terrible uh, place yeah but i forgot the name of the gym um but it's the it's the, columbus ohio is the powerlifting mecca of the world yeah like for america that's that's the biggest thing and so that's a reverse hyper so essentially you see those handles yeah you're 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 laying that that you see that strap at the bottom by the plates. Yep. So you put that around the back of your ankles. Okay. And you lay at a 45 degree angle holding onto those handles. So your chest is on that bench. Right. And then you lift your feet backwards. Like towards your butt? Not towards your, you don't bend your knees. So, uh, I'll, do, I'll just, let's do a video. God, that seems like it would be really uncomfortable. Like that. So oh, okay. you, you start off. At I've a, never seen one of those at a gym before. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would be a draw for me to not go to that. You gym. start yeah. off. You start off at a forty-five degree angle, and then you pull that thing up to uh, as close to perpendicular, hundred degree, eighty degrees, as you can get it. So that's working your anyway, lower back, your glutes, and your hamstring. Yeah. See, everyone think you know a leg curl. Where yeah. You bend your knees. Yeah. Uh, and and bring the pad to your mm-hmm. butt. Yeah. Is actually bad for you. It's not your natural movement. Yeah. Uh, your natural movement for your hamstring when you run is actually a straight leg. Yeah. And everyone was, well, you're, you're, you know, if you're running, your, your heels coming to your butt, but that's, that's not your hamstring doing that. That's the motion. That's the momentum of the running. Doing yeah. That, you know what I mean? Yeah. So the natural motion. So that's what that does. Uh, but that's what I look for is a reverse hyper because. Y'all, like you said, and it's not a knock on you guys, but y'all said you never seen it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. it just tell it just kind of lets me know, like, hey, this gym has somebody running it that, you know, is in more to. It's less about getting all the people in the five to one ratio, and more mm-hmm. about giving somebody a place to live. Yeah, tires. I really like the gym. Uh, there's a gym in Memphis called MBS Fitness where you go outside and they got all the tractor tires and everything, and then they it's, they have sledgehammers. But then they also have those rogue uh, sledges, which are just essentially metal bars with a ball. They do the same thing sledgehammer does. It's mm-hmm. just a little heavier, balanced weight. <coughs> but that's what I look for. And so when you, the, but the clientele that I that that those kind of gyms bring in uh, detracts. Is that the word? 
and, and you know kind of detracts the guy who's going to take every you know because it is about gym etiquette yeah and that really is the biggest thing if you like you're always going to be a tourist once you start going to a new place you know you're always going to be a, a resolutioner uh, until you put in the time. I mean, there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. You know, if you start, you, like you said, you started Planet Fitness, but you've been obviously doing it for a while, so you've kind of moved past that whole, you know, newbie, like, hey, just in it, you know, going to go home to the couch in three months type Yeah, thing. I, didn't, I didn't quit on, at February. Right. Yeah. And that's it. And, that, and you have to do that. Everyone thinks, well, you know, I don't, I mean, you just, all you have to do is put in the time. And if you put in the time then, and you mind gym etiquette, no one cares how much weight you're lifting. No one cares what you're doing as much as as long as you're consistent and you just you're just mindful of the people around you. And so I don't really have an issue with the guy's lack of depth on the on the leg press. It's more the inconsideration that he's taking all the weight from other people using it. Mm-hmm to do it now if he's in there now if he's really in there doing 20 rep full reps of knees to chest and he's really cranking it out then you gotta have to kind of like give the guy some respect you know but it's more about the the lack of etiquette for you know what yeah. he's doing well i mean he's walking up to like 10 different people that are working out on these machines like hey you're gonna use that are you gonna use that are you gonna use that it's just kind of annoying well, it's for show. Yeah, and I mean, I would I would have more respect for him if he only had two forty fives on there and he was doing full reps versus oh, yeah. like just essentially doing like calf extensions, you know. And he's bracing his knees with his, he's pushing up with his arms too. So it's not like he's even doing a legitimate leg workout. What would happen to him if he did that at City Gym? At City Gym, if he's like walking up to people, asking for their weights, he would. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> There's some gorillas in there. Is City, Gym, like, is City Gym the one that I worked out with you for like a weekend? No, that was Fitness One. Oh, okay. That was that was kind of like that's part of the reason I left Fitness One was for that reason. You just like uh, I want to do some step ups on a you know those those platforms mm-hmm. you know, yeah that you jump on whatever. I want to do some step ups on it, so I went and grabbed it with this guy. Hey, I'm using that. And I'm like, oh my bad, you know, so put it down. What he's using it for is he was doing dumbbell, uh, doing dumbbell incline, and he was putting his feet on top of it. So he put it in front of him. And puts it, so it was completely useless what he was doing. <laughs> it's for, really you know stupid. I mean? And so here I am wanting to use it for what it's meant to be used for, and he's doing that. And it's just you have jokers like that everywhere. Guys, yeah. you know, in the squat rack, you know, doing leg lifts and all that when I'm waiting to actually get in there and squat and all that. So <laughs> this place, it's, it's more of a, uh, it's one of those things where if a guy realized I was trying to squat, like I don't care if you're doing leg lifts in the squat rack, but at, at my gym, if if a guy realized I was waiting on the squat rack to squat, he would figure out a way to do his leg lifts or work that muscle in another fashion to yeah. let me, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. just that consideration thing that, that it goes into. Yeah, and we've we've dabbled and talked about maybe going to a different gym <clears throat> because we've we've also had like this big influx of like, kids like 14 to 18 you can tell they're high schoolers because they weigh like a buck 10 yes and they just stand around the rack and talk like there's four or five of them and one guy will work out and then they'll talk for five minutes and the next guy will go in they'll talk and then they'll do like one you know set of reps for and then they'll sit around for five minutes and it's the worst thing in the world especially if you're trying to work your way in there and my buddy cody has actually gone in there and kicked him out before they were doing it on bench this dude did like one set of like I don't know. He had like 25s on both sides. So whatever that is, like 85 pounds. 
and uh, gets on his phone, gets on his phone, does nothing for like 10 minutes. So Cody goes over there and just starts throwing 45s on each side. And he goes, hey, man, if you can lift this, you can work out. You can work your way in. And the kid's like, oh, sorry, gets up and walks away. Yeah, we don't have a lot of kids. Um, What about a... Well, ours is a family gym. I think that's part of the problem. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. Yeah. You have babysitting. Yeah. uh, And like I said, man, it's just the gym crowd bothers me like that. Um, And so I also, that's the place where I also get a lot of conversation and I'm not there to talk. Yeah. You know what I mean? If if I go to a gym like that, it's, it's, I, I just, I get a lot of stupid conversations. Yeah. Um, All right. We talk about gym etiquette. What about like a locker room etiquette in a place like a family gym? Cause it'll be nah, like man. those group of guys are down in the locker room I'm done with my workout. I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm getting changed. I'm going to the shower, and it's not like I'm I'm not wrapping the towel around. You're swinging free, man. Yeah. I'm just letting it go. Like, <laughs> and I'm gonna and I while I'm doing that, I'm gonna step up on and, and check my weight. And, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm gonna be moving around. And see, now you're doing it wrong if you're not looking them right in the eye when you step up there to get your weight. Just look them down, stare them down, let uh, them know. Locker room, man. Like. I, man, old men are the, old dudes. Yeah, old dudes just don't care. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to emulate. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that that doesn't bother me, as long as you're not putting something nasty in a uh, pup. Oh, as long as you're not putting something <laughs> nasty where my head goes, then I'm I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Like I used to, the old man used to dry himself with the hair dryers in great detail. <laughs> great detail with the hair dryer and so uh that is probably a little too far but man what happens in the locker room happens in the locker room yeah you know we all have and the, it's man i caught a kid the other day uh just opening up every locker while i was in there he's just opening every locker i was like what are you doing he was checking for change <laughs> like what oh i'm like you're not anymore uh but that's like that's like what I used to do with like the little gumball machines, yeah. checking for change. Yeah, like, what are you doing? How did well, you, again, that's. I think they've started offering discounts to some. We'll just call them riffraff, because <laughs> I've noticed a huge influx of it. Yeah, and I don't know if they're just paying like daily passes to come in and play basketball, because that seems to be where most of the stuff goes. But I've seen like multiple people like getting into like <laughs> near fights on the basketball courts, which I didn't see you know one and two years ago. I've seen it more this year. Oh, basketball courts are hands down the. The worst. Well, in the, do then in the fitness area, don't you have to be like sixteen? Yeah, to even go up there. Well, I want to say maybe it's fourteen. Yeah, it needs to be. It needs to be eighteen. Is what it yeah, needs, it needs to, be. to be. Eighteen. Yeah. There's no reason for high school kids to be up there because they have a high school gym. Yeah. Well, oh, I used to. I used to work out at one for that reason. Because you have sports, so the off-season sport uh, takes precedent over everything. You know, so the bottom line is, is if I'm the football player, then I get a certain amount of time in the work in the gym. And so what I was doing, and this wasn't the smartest thing, but in high school, I would work out my normal workout. And then I would go to the the gym my dad played racquetball at. And I would uh, I knock out a separate workout. I try and do all the stuff that I didn't think that the that the uh oh. He's like a bull in a china closet. I know, man. That's what happens when you don't shut the door all the way. <laughs> no, but but I would I would go to the gym and do the stuff I didn't think the coach was 
like knowing now it was stupid but back then i'm like you know what coaching coach don't care about my biceps man so you, you know i'd go up and hit, you know a bunch of curls and all that mm. and i would lift and i was 16 you know but i do think they're i mean i hate to say it but you probably need someone mon- dude the way they monitor those basketball courts for practice is how they need to monitor the yeah. the weight room Mm-hmm. They got some Nazis out there, man. Dude, yeah, they're they're kicking our girls off like thirty yeah. seconds after it's time it's for them like, to go. It hits eight thirty, like Nazis down there off the court, and you're like, oh, like, easy. So, yeah, well, the, you know, they also throw a fit because we started taking our shoes off when we do deadlifts. Yeah, and they that's a big no no up there, I guess. Really? Yeah, taking your shoes off or doing deadlifts? No, taking your shoes off. We'd kick our shoes off, do our lifts, and then put our shoes back on. And he's like, hey, you can't be, you can't be taking your shoes Why? off. I don't Why? know. <laughs> Maybe they think it's unsanitary. Why are you taking your shoes off? Just Great question. <laughs> and I'll answer that for you. There you go. It's all about energy, uh-huh. right? So if you've got a pair of, let's say, Nike Air on, right, and you're doing deadlift, the first, I don't know, nanosecond or whatever of your energy is actually compressing the soles of your shoes because that's the energy is going to go to the path of least resistance so your shoes Mm -hmm. are the weakest thing so it's going to compress those soles before the weight actually starts moving does that make sense Mm -hmm. so if you're doing a lot high rep stuff and all that it doesn't matter uh but if you're doing something where you're actually trying to uh, move as much weight as possible then you want as much energy as possible going into it so by taking your shoes off and going you don't have that extra energy being wasted on compressing the shoes that's why they do it uh, another good, if you don't want to do it barefooted, which barefooted I prefer is more comfortable. Yeah. Uh, but if you don't want to do it, you could get a uh, set of Chuck Taylors mm. or a pair of Adidas Sambas. Metcons? Have, have you yeah. used Metcons? Uh, no, but the same thing. They yeah. got that hard rubber sole, so it's it's practically like a, a hardwood floor. Yep. Uh, so you're not compressing and wasting energy on it. Yeah. We did it for like two sets, and this dude comes oh. over and tells us we can't i think it's funny how they're like you know you'll, you'll break a toe or whatever and it's like what's what's your shoe gonna do if like 400 pounds of, of weight falls yeah. on top yeah. of it? you know same thing hold the goo in yeah. <laughs> yeah. will it yeah i don't know <laughs> will it you might get some fibers mixed in there wasn't it ronnie coleman that had a 200 pound dumbbell dropped on his foot uh possibly what was that documentary we both watched it last year about ronnie coleman the king or whatever yeah yeah, he talks about it in that. Yeah, said and that it probably he, was. a guy was supposed to be spotting him and wasn't spotting him, and he dropped it on his dude, Ronnie front. Coleman, have you seen Ronnie Coleman lately? Oh, dude, that's sad. That's a rough life. But you know, he he admits that he would do, he'd do it all over again, knowing what the repercussions were going to be. Well, yeah, because he's loaded. Yeah, one. yeah. Uh, he's a cop too. Yep. Well, in Arlington, I don't know how much of a cop he is anymore with his walkers, but but yeah, he. Uh, he might be the best bodybuilder ever. I, I would I would put him against Arnold. Yeah. Oh, easily. But uh, anyway, he uh, what I like about Coleman is he incorporated powerlifting into his his bodybuilding routine, which a lot of people said couldn't be done, and you know he he ended up dude. It was stupid strong. Yeah. Like dude had seven hundred pounds just. <laughs> just shrugging it like it was nothing yeah and of course his back is shattering while he's doing this well, yeah. but you know oh, yeah now, <laughs> now he's to have all type of pec and back injuries oh, and all that gosh. now but uh which i mean that's the problem i'm running into now is is i you know i quit powerlifting just because my body's 
disintegrating before my very eyes, and I don't have the <laughs> the, the juice. The temple is collapsing. Yeah, I don't have the. I mean, it's just it's one of those things. I can't move as much weight as I want to without. I mean, I could, but I just without paying the consequences for it. Yeah. Plus, you know, my dad having heart issues, uh, and all that. I just, I just figured. I'll get out of the powerlifting game and start. So that's my workout routine is four days in the gym, two days on the track. I'm trying to figure out now what's the difference between like a sports injury, like a fitness injury versus like what was pain just because I was fat. Like, yeah, I used to have knee problems like really bad and I, they, they haven't really gone away. So I'm trying to figure out is like, do I, is it just, is it, am I relieving that pressure off my knee? And I'm now like realizing pain that was, always there but could do you do a lot of running though don't you yeah and that, that's uh i i've noticed like some pain because of that how much i mean how much uh i don't do a lot well, of running it, i'm starting to do a lot I can't, more running. i can't running remember if I we have. talked about this on previous shows but what how, how much weight have you lost since you started working out uh about 87 pounds wow yeah yeah and when when did you start that uh december of last year right when we went on uh christmas break wow so almost 100 pounds in a year almost yeah it's yeah. nuts i think part of that's your body just hadn't recovered from everything you mm-hmm. know what i mean um <clears throat> believe it or not man if you i don't know how much squatting you do mm-hmm. but a lot uh, i found that the more i more more i squat the less knee problems i have even yeah. though you would think it'd be the opposite and it's like yeah, and I, it's not the the similar like before. It was like I I would just move in a certain way, and I like my knee would just give out. Right. And now it's just I kind of have like more of a constant pain. It's kind of gone away. I don't know. It's different. How often are you working out? Uh, about three to four times a week, give or take. Some of it's just that. Some of it's just working out, and you're getting older. I mean, you're not old, old, but I mean, you're just not. The that that's the issue with getting old is it's not the. It's the recovery. It mm-hmm. just takes longer to recover. That's what a younger person has over an older person. Yeah. Is their recovery rate is that's what steroids do. Everyone thinks steroids make you stronger. It doesn't make you stronger. It just helps you recover faster. So you can lift harder and then turn around and lift harder again. Uh quicker. I need to get some steroids. I like I like how everyone <laughs> talks about LeBron and James Harrison was the big one where they're like he spends half a million dollars a year on his body, you know, and they wow. And I and granted, most of that is probably personal trainer and personal chef and, and like a nutritionist. Uh, then you got chiropractor visits, massage therapists, and all that. And you know, and then the food is is probably high. Do you think they're paying for that, or do you think the team is? I bet you the team's paying for most of that. Uh, not not the personal stuff. You don't think so? You no. don't think the team can get some a personal trainer? No, not that I think. The team provides a trainer. Yeah, Tom Brady's the same thing. Yeah, but they they're like, nah, I got my own guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the uh, I think the Patriots would prefer Tom Brady didn't have that trainer. Yeah, which is dumb, I'll man. Kick him out all the time. If that that dude is the reason Tom Brady's still playing at forty two. Mm-hmm. I know. I mean, he may not be playing much longer. Yeah, he right. he hasn't looked like Brady the past three games. No. Oh yeah, fifty one percent. He's struggling in the receiver. Yeah. Yeah. Oh Gronk, man, he's Gronk, so, Gronk being gone is hurting more than anyone. He's so been. mad at his uh yeah. his rookie receiver he threw that interception because he he ran the wrong route. <laughs> yeah. Have you heard that you know Austin Collie, remember that dude? Uh uh-uh. uh. He used to play he was the he was from B- Brigham Young, but he played uh for 
the Colts with Peyton Manning, Marvin Harrison, Dwight yeah. Clark, and all those guys. He was a rookie and came in and did really well. Anyway, he uh, Manning threw a ball and he do- he dove and reached for it with one hand and and missed it. And he started coming back to the huddle and money- Manny just pointed <laughs> 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 to the sideline and uh, and so he went to the sideline and the coaches and this isn't a game. And the coaches come, you know, like, you're in the game, you're in the game. So he starts to run out there, and Manny just looks out and goes, and sends him back to the, <laughs> sends him back to the sideline. And, uh, and they're like, what are you doing? And they're like, he don't want me in there. And they're like, they just send, they don't even question it. They just send the next guy in. And then they came, he came to the thing and said, don't ever try and catch a ball with one hand again. For that reason. Yeah. You know, because, you know, one-handed balls tip, if you miss it, but if he misses the the throw with two hands and you can't get your hand on it, it hits the ground. But you get that one hand in there and you tip it straight up in the air, then it's a a pick. But yeah, it was a funny story. Pat McAfee was telling. Dude, Pat McAfee's hilarious. Yeah, I didn't realize who he was. McAfee. Yeah, whatever. McAfee. Miss McAfee. McAfee. It looks whatever. like McAfee, but it's hey, McAfee. We're gonna go with McAfee. Yeah, his podcast is pretty uh, yeah. interesting. Yeah, he's pretty funny. His stories are pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. For a kicker. Yeah, I was gonna say who would imagine a kicker. <laughs> well, he was the party animal. You know, he yeah, was on, he was on a full. He said he said when he said he went to West Virginia on a full ride. When he was he, he was best known for laying hits, wasn't he? McCaffrey, no. He, yeah, they, I thought he came in and did some stuff too, other than kicking. No, he was a holder um, and a punter. He was a kicker at West Virginia, so he had a full ride. He spent forty. He went into debt forty grand in student loans to party. <laughs> Like, yeah, right. But I mean, he was—he's the one that he—he. Uh, he, uh, what am I trying to say? No, he didn't. He canceled he, out some punt returns by hitting some dudes pretty hard. No, that wasn't him. No, I thought it was him. He came to I notoriety. He came to notoriety because he uh, was got drunk and started swimming in some river and got arrested, <laughs> and everyone made fun of him because he—he I mean, he was an all-pro punter, and they're like, "How did your punter get arrested?" You know. <laughs> and and really he he really he really became where he's at now because he got on with the barstool sports people yeah uh in the midwest and he's a stand-up comedian as well he's and done he, some he's done some commentating for uh wwe well and that's what <laughs> but that's really that's good. what he's he, he's, Dude, hilarious. he's ridiculous he's yeah. hilarious and so because of that and because barstool brought him because he was a stand-up comedian that's what he's going to do after after uh uh football was to be a mm-hmm. stand-up comedian and he was funny uh, and then uh, Dave Portnoy from Barstool Sports Sports uh, caught wind of him, gave him the Midwest. Uh, he has the podcast, and they built him up, and then that's gone into the commentating and all that. No, in fact, if you I follow him on uh, the biggest thing, he's a he's a big Al Riveron hater, mm-hmm. which is the review ref for the NFL who doesn't overturn anything. And, yeah. Uh, anyway, that's how he kind of came to notoriety. But he's <laughs> always posting stuff of him getting trucked. Which is the best part. Like, he's always just – Del Rivas took a punt return uh, when Pitt played West Virginia uh, to the house and just made him look straight stupid silly uh, <laughs> on it. So, it's more of the self-deprecating that he's known for. Yeah. Uh, the the punter, I think you're talking about some dude on the Chargers who who played rugby, and he would just blast people. Yeah, he uh, he told the story about him doing having the worst play in NFL history. That was him. Pat McAfee. McAfee. Yeah. <laughs> McAfee. <laughs> McAfee. Yeah. It was pretty funny. Yeah. No, he's a funny dude. Because he, uh, 
it, it was like he forgot what the play was or he read the play wrong. I can't remember. But, yeah, it's pretty bad. Miami Dolphins kicker threw a touchdown against the Eagles this weekend. Eagles are terrible. They came out and, and, and did a different formation, and the kicker threw a touchdown. Good for him. I hate kickers. <laughs> <laughs> no, they uh, – anyway. Um, dude, what were we talking about? Well, we were talking about fitness. Getting yeah. to the gym. Yeah. And oh. I had a uh, – I, I don't know if you're trying to go somewhere else, but uh, had one listener ask specifically what our workout routines are. Oh. Oh, back to it. We were talking about Tom Brady's trainer. Yeah. Uh, anyway, sorry. That's just a random thought. But I think that's why Tom Brady wants to be an owner. I don't think he, think he wants to get that, that guy in there with Super Bowls with him. Yeah. yeah. I think there's some some strife with the Patriots, personally. That's what it seems like. Tom Brady can come by the Browns. Anybody but Haslam running that place would be great. Hey, let's start with the Cardinals. <laughs> <laughs> Scottsdale's a much nicer place to be than uh, – Cleveland. Who's the the teams with terrible ownership? Washington Redskins, Chargers, Redskins, Cardinals, Browns. Like half the teams. Yeah. Dallas. Yeah. The Jaguars owner bought AEW, All Elite Wrestling. Uh huh. And he's just he has a great wrestling company and a great football. Uh, he has a football team. You think he moves into London? <laughs> He should. I watched a video on what it took for the Rams to get to London. That's that's 15 months of preparation. Golly. If they can keep them, yeah, if they, they, I mean, they would have the best home field advantage, yeah. and then they just come over, play like half yeah. their schedule here. Yeah. They'd be fine. They'd be terrible on the road and great at home. Yeah. Eight and eight. I thought what they are now. <laughs> hey, eight and eight season. I would, I'm dreaming of an eight and eight season right mm-hmm. now for the Browns. Yeah. Well, we've been to a Super Bowl, so <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we we have higher expectations. No workout routine, like I said, I'm uh, me personally, I'm I'm four days in the gym, two days at the track, uh, is what I try and do. Um, I do a chest day, a leg day, back day, and then an arm and shoulder day. In that order. Yeah, but I I so it's it so yesterday was chest, today's legs, tomorrow will be a track day. Uh, Wednesday will be back. Thursday will be, um, Thursday will be, uh, arms and shoulders. And then either Friday or Saturday, I kind of, I kind of leave one of those days for a track day just so I can have a social life, you know, and all that. And I'm not, yeah, but, uh, anyway, I'm still in this mode where I'm like, uh, just doing something, uh, as long as I'm, as long as I'm getting into the gym and doing something. Uh, is fine. Like, yeah. When I started out, and actually uh, took a, a lot of my advice from you guys. Uh, you guys does like a podcast like this last year, where you're talking about uh, re- resolutions and how to lose weight and stuff like that. Just starting small, yeah, and then building up, and just you know, when you feel yourself kind of plateauing, change it up and yeah. do something else and cut something else out. And uh, so started out at Planet Fitness, and it was just, which is a good it, place to start, by the way. It's absolutely, yeah, it's great, and uh, and I would do just get on the elliptical for as long as I could, which was about 20 to 30 minutes. Uh, and then I added in some weights and I would just do that two, three times a week. Uh, now it's like, I'm going, um, I try to get in and do, I do the classes. So I'll do a, uh, at least uh, one 
or two boot camps throughout the week and to get like my cardio in and there's two weightlifting classes and so and they one day is upper body and one day is lower body yeah and that's not bad you really don't need as much gym time in fact i would say probably my downfall when i was younger was going to the gym six seven days a week uh you spend <coughs> you spend quite a bit of time in the gym during your workouts, don't you? Normally like an hour and a half or so. Yeah. 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 And so so the actual workout, I usually have a main lift. Mm. So yesterday was bench, today will be squat, and then you'll have a deadlift on the back day. And then I do personally for my shoulder arms day, I do standing military press, close grip bench press, and easy bar curls. That's kind of it's it's three different workouts but it's kind of the same idea behind one but like i said i spent 30 to 45 minutes on the one workout so like yesterday on bench uh after warm-up which takes about five five to eight minutes just and that's just anywhere from the bar to 135 just cranking it out and that's just working kinks out and getting everything to where i can you know put it where i want it when i want to start benching and it starts at 225 for three sets of 12 then 275 for three sets of 10 and then 315 for three sets of whatever which uh used to be in the 12 to 15 range now i'm happy if i can get the 6 to 10 range uh just because i'm restricting calories like a champ so you know <laughs> I mean, it's just you know but I, I think that where i'm at right now is about where where it's going to plateau at you know as far as uh, I don't think I'm going to get any weaker because of the cut, but I'm not going to get any stronger than yeah. either. So, so and when then, you, so you do, yeah, you do 45 <coughs> minutes of that one. Yeah. And it's just, just moving it, a lot of recovery time and all that. Then I go and I do uh dumbbell incline. Uh, I'll do four sets of 12 to 15 on that little rest in between. Uh, and then I'll do flies, dumbbell flies on the incline. Do four sets of 15 on that. Then I'll do the pec deck, four sets of 15. Then I'll go do some cable stuff, four sets of 15. And that all of that is in 45 minutes. So the rest so the, the rest time on the first one is, is because I'm pushing a ton of weight. These, I cut the rest time down, and I'm just getting moving and all that. Getting yeah. the pump. But. We've, we've been real big on the 10 sets of 10 on bench. Yeah. Which we, you know, it used to be like we would do one weight where you could do probably 12, you know, and then you would do as many as you could until you kind of started failing. Yeah. And then once you could get all 100 reps, then you would move up like another 10 pounds. And we've kind of gone away from that. We've gone to pyramiding up and then back down. Mm -hmm. We're now, you know, it's like 135, like 185, uh, 225, 245. And then that's when I start failing pretty hard. And then back down, and then to make up for the reps that you failed on, you do that in the lower weights. Yeah, but that's a good way to do it. Yeah, and I mean it's funny because it's ten. It, there's three of us. And we're doing ten sets of ten. We got done with like our first set, and a guy comes up and he's like, "Hey, when are you guys going to be done with the bench?" And my buddy's <laughs> like, uh, eight more sets," and he's like, eight more sets." each of you and they're like yeah and he's like oh and then like walks away it's like man you came up on our first set like we yeah. waited for the bench come on yeah well that's <laughs> what i hate too waiting on stuff and yeah there's only one bench <laughs> yeah yeah well yeah. what's funny is like and it's crooked too have you noticed that like all their equipment in there gets crooked because nothing's bolted to the ground mm -hmm. which is annoying yeah so it's just it's weird like you you're looking up at the light weird the rack is weird it's just yeah and it's like you have 
everybody's coming in there and using it and they're not yes. really paying yeah. attention to what they're doing. But by um, golly, don't take your shoes off. They'll catch that in a heartbeat. Not that their equipment's totally crooked, but yeah, no, uh, <laughs> I don't really spend much time in the actual weight room. I just go yeah. to those group classes and I just try to take as many decisions out of it right now. Like once I feel like I'm, I've kind of gotten control of where I'm at and yeah. then I can start putting on more you know, and stuff like that. And that's the that. thing. There's so many, I mean, fitness is such a big industry. There's so many studies on it right now that and one of the biggest studies that came out that kind of rocked the fitness world was the benefits of high reps, low weight versus low reps, high high weight. And you factor in the, the central nervous system, which all that means is is just putting 405 on your back is going to feel different than mm-hmm. 225. But from a muscle standpoint, if two reps at 405 is the same as doing 15 reps at 225, you're better off doing the reps at 225 because your injuries come with the higher weight, not the mm-hmm. higher reps. Yeah. And so what they're finding is, is during the, <coughs> the downtime for power lifters, you can do higher amounts of, of reps with lower amount of weight and still get the strength build up. And then closer to the meat, start putting the, the heavier weight. And it's less about building the muscle up as much as it's preparing the central nervous system to know what that heavy weight feels like. Hmm. So it doesn't shock you, you know. You can't just, you know, do 225 forever and then go in and throw 405 up at the meet because your body's going to be shocked by what 405 feels like. But you can train your body at the lower weights and then turn around and, and prepare it to lift the heavy weight and get stronger. Uh, so, uh, like I said, lower weights is uh, is actually the way to go because of injury. Because you got to look at it from the standpoint of if you injure yourself doing 405, you're out forever. And you're just setting yourself back. Whereas in, you know, if you're doing the lighter weight, your body's not tearing up as much. So classes, and you know, and the thing is, is you only need a good four, two to four days in the gym. Mm-hmm. Weight weight room, right, wise. Lifting weights. Everyone thinks you got to lift weights six days a week. And you got to understand, like, everyone, everyone got their fitness from fitness magazines, which were using bodybuilders, which were trying to sell supplements. And so the workout plans that those guys were using were, A, if you were a legitimate bodybuilder, B, you were on tons of juice, <laughs> you know, even supplements. You know, you need this supplement, this supplement, this supplement. Most people, your diet and your workout regimen are not so fine-tuned that the supplements are going to help you that much. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? So... Those guys use those supplements because it gives them that nano nanometer or that small percentage of an advantage over someone else, you know. But the average American really doesn't need it. A good multivitamin for the average American is really all about all you need, and and you can you can live a good healthy lifestyle, have the body that most people would want, and 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 be fine. So you don't have to spend a ton of money on it. You don't have to spend a ton of time in the gym. You just really eating is the biggest thing. Yeah, and I think uh, like supplements, a lot of that can be psychosomatic. Like, uh, oh yeah, absolutely. I start. I, and I've been just trying to. I'll try different things for like a month. Um, like I was vegetarian for a month. Ew. And I'll never do that again. Uh, but like supplements, Dude, I start. What your poop look like? You know, like, was it was it like deer pellets or was it like just mustard? <laughs> it was like deer pellets <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
That's what I heard, Just man. Just a real dry poopy. Yeah, I heard it's it's a I heard I heard bowel movements are a booger when you don't have. I mean, I was eating a lot of, a lot uh, of fats and yeah, I was eating a lot of black beans. So yeah. I didn't, you know, it wasn't. I was not having that trouble in the, in the bathroom. Yeah. So you get plenty of fire. Yeah, um, but like I'll try different supplements. I uh, I started doing uh, collagen supplements, and I did that because I was just reading up on like you know I'm a big guy. I thought if I lost a lot of weight real fast, like I would have kind of sagging skin and stuff yeah. like that. Which I, I I mean I noticed it now. Uh, so I thought you know there's a little bit of research out on collagen supplements if you ingest it uh, that it would kind of help with that. It keeps your skin flexible. Um, but more or less, like it's, I don't know, it's protein and it, I like the way it makes me feel like I feel like I'm a little bit more yeah. active or able to, uh, do that stuff with it. Uh, and I started, I tried, uh, creatine, um, creatine's great. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, like, I'll, I stopped doing it for a month and I just noticed like I, I'm not as, I'm not as explosive when I'm in the gym and I'm not like, and that's, I think that's the most valid like when it comes to supplements, that's the truest thing. Because you hear a lot of people talk about getting out supplements. All of a sudden, you know they they feel this or it helped them do this, and that's not really how you feel supplements. You feel supplements when you get off of them. Yeah. You know, like you you're not going to take creatine and just go in and start moving a ton of weight. What's going to happen is you're going to get off creatine for a week or two, and you're going to realize like I'm not moving the weight the way I did, and you know. You see the effects when you get off of it. And that's you just, that's like a I can good just, quality stuff. I supplement. feel a difference in my in my muscles. Like I just feel better when I'm on it. Yeah, yeah, it, because it's it's drawing fluid to it. Mm-hmm. But again, it's not a magic thing that you feel all of a sudden. It's more of you feel it when you're not on it than when you are on it. Uh, which that's kind of how you. Unless it's beta alanine, then you're gonna mm-hmm. feel the tingle. But uh, other than that, you know, it's more of when you're off of it than on it. <clears throat> Does creatine make you sweat more? Well, you're, you're retaining water. Yeah. Uh, Does that make sure. you sweat less or make you sweat more? Well, you have more water to sweat out. Yeah. So uh, I do a, I mean, I do a lot of sweating when I'm in these classes. And uh, sometimes they make us partner up with people. Uh-huh. <laughs> no one wants to be my partner. <laughs> uh, we're doing the thing. Uh, so you're like on your back and someone's standing over top of you and you're throwing your legs up and they're uh-huh. like throwing them down. And I looked and we just started. She gets down oh, between <laughs> my legs. I look down and sweat drops right in her eye. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like, now I got to go home and tell my uh, husband that I got man juice in my eye. Yeah, dude. We had this kid <laughs> We had this kid named Siler in the police academy that uh, during CDT, I mean, you're grappling. You're literally like humping each other on the ground. And this dude would just sweat buckets. Oh. And, you know, we would do these, like, uh, we called them knuckle drags, where you couldn't use any other part of your body. You're just pushing up and pushing forward all the way across the map. And it was a punishment, you know. And, dude, this guy, if you really wanted to cheat it, you would get in his group because he would leave this snail trail all the way down the mat, and you could just slide across it all the way down. <laughs> dude, it's so gross. Oh, man. But, yeah, sweaty. I'm, I'm, I'm a sweater, too. Sweaty partners are. Yeah, I feel bad because, uh, and you'll do, like, stations and stuff, and so we'll have benches set up, and any bench that I use is just going to be covered in sweat. Any mat yeah. that I use is going to be covered in sweat, so I feel bad that someone else you is going to go sit and them? use that. No, I probably should do that. <laughs> I, I, I had to bring a towel to those classes because I sweat so bad. Yeah. yeah. Do that. And, uh, yeah, there's, I mean, when I'm done in a spot, there's just a puddle. <laughs> uh, so I've been throwing on <laughs> headbands and stuff. 
Yeah. Dude, I'm believe it or not, even though I lift a lot of weights and spent dude, I'm very Oh, prissy. Is that the right <laughs> word when it comes to that stuff, man? Like Dude, that's what like crazy on leg day. Oh, if you talk about gym etiquette, like you better be wiping that stuff down. Yeah. Yeah. No, Every for sure. You Does your gym gym have the spray bottles or little wipies? Yeah. Spray bottle. We have wipies. Spray yeah. Yeah. Planet Planet Fatness has the uh, the spray, spray bottles. Spray bottles, yeah. It's probably more practical to have spray bottles because they run out of those wipes all the oh, time. Yeah. Quick. And they're terrible at wiping down the mats. Like you can't. Well, you know, well them. the the first one you pull out, if somebody hasn't pulled one out in a while, it's dry. dry. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't do anything other than spread the sweat around. So you have to pull out the next one. You've wasted one. And yeah. then, yeah. Yeah. And not, somebody not somebody system. was some kind of animal pulling one out over by. Uh, I don't know, one of them is just broken. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> Yeah, just it's not a great system. They, the they just need out. like a little thing where they can hang up some bottles and some paper towels, and they'd be fine. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, we he actually uses those painter rags the owner of our gym, and those because you can take those to each station. You don't have to throw it away and use a new one. And yeah. But no, like I said, our gym. Um. Uh, just it's just a different atmosphere. I, I like the gym where I'm not the strongest guy in there. Yeah. For, you know, just obvious reasons. Um, I don't think I'll ever have to worry about that. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah. I go to a Planet Fitness, you may. You know, oh, at you this go point. Back. That's what I'm saying. Is like, um, but I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, I, I just, I, I started doing it when I was 12 for football and just kept doing it. It's just, it's now a routine now that I. I can't imagine what it's like not to have a workout routine of some sort. Mm-hmm. I'm not lifting for a reason yeah, like I used to. Football used to be the reason I lifted. Uh, but, you know, I just kind of kept with it for fun. Did powerlifting for a while. I thought maybe that was going to. But uh, now we're going to work on the old heart, the old ticker. Yeah, and I've, got, I've gotten to the point where I actually, like, will miss the gym if I missed it for a week and want to get back in. Yeah. Like, I actually missed the gym today. Yeah. You saw me at the gym today. Yeah. But I didn't actually get to do anything. Oh, really? Because uh, I packed my bag this morning and forgot to put shorts in there. Oh, nice. And you didn't want to work out in jeans? No. Uh, <laughs> there's a rule against it that oh. you can't work out in jeans. There's a guy up there the other on, day doing it. That's on the rule board. You know what you should have done is been a complete rebel and oh, kick really? your shoes off, too. <laughs> <laughs> no shoes. No, no shoes, shoes and jeans. Now, I will say and there's some uh, at my gym, there's some bad dudes who walk in in jeans and Timberlands and just yank off their shirt and nothing but a wife beater and just start just wrecking things. Yeah. But... Yeah, so I used that as my excuse to not go back. Yeah. I went and I, I, I was like, I had to get my daughter. I just, I walked in with her to go drop her off. No, she had a poopy diaper. And so I had to go change her. And then I brought her back, got her in there, went to go change, realized I didn't have shorts, went, went back, got her. I'm like, I'm not coming back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we just missed it today. Yeah. No, I'm glad I'm, I'm at that point in my life where the gym is my, is my daily thing. Because uh, it's definitely hard when you first start to go every single day, especially when your body is just wrecked after every single workout. And now I just I feel I almost feel nauseous when I don't go to the gym because mm-hmm. it's like my body's ready for it, starts getting ready for it at the same time, and then it doesn't happen. It's just kind of like ah, I don't know what to do now. Yeah, so, you get like a restless feeling. I, I yeah, don't, I don't it, sleep as well. Yeah, seeing results helps too, but mm-hmm. I'm yeah. definitely glad to be at that that point now because it takes a while to get there. If yeah. I feel like may, longer for some than others, but. You got to start. Yeah. That's all there is to it. Just going. going ha- having somebody to work out with helps in the beginning, too. 
Yeah, see, I'm the opposite. See, see, I'm actually, not, I don't I don't like actually having people. I mean, no. I go to the classes and there's people in there. Like I enjoy that, but no, I, like I, if I'm. I just prefer to just See, go in by myself. Yeah, like my, I like working out with my buddy Cody just because, you know, he's he's bigger than me, but not so much bigger than me that, you know, we're having to shuck a lot of weight, you know, kind of mm-hmm. like whenever I worked out with you, we're dropping like six plates in between sets because he's deadlifting 400 more pounds than me. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we're he, he's ahead of me. He's always probably going to be ahead of me, but we're kind of right there neck and neck to where we can work out together. But he's always put, pushing me to go heavier and heavier. I think if, I think if there was somebody who – was able to keep not you know kind of like that keep yeah. up w- at least keep up with me and dependable it's you know but most of the time i just feel like i'm babysitting yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. i mean i'm not to be rude it's just uh i'd, I'd prefer to have someone who's kind of on my level of yeah not only just strength but just knowledge and expertise you know that like uh knows how to do it and it's just kind of goes with the flow more than i'm having to show what to do and all that does that make sense yeah i'd like to have somebody to go there with but we just go do our own things like we're not i'm not worried about what you're doing you're not worried about what i'm doing no that that, that's perfect yeah 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 even if you weren't working out with me you were just doing your thing and and all that because yeah because it is nice to be able to grab someone that you know and be like hey can you Give me a spot real quick or, yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Well, having a built-in spotter is nice. Yeah. You know, do, do, doing the same workouts to me, I I don't know. That That's the way I like to do it. Not me, man. I like no spotter. But, it's either get the weight up or die. But I'm also <laughs> you know what I mean? But I'm also at the point I'm also at the point where I can go by myself, too. Yeah. But I just I, I enjoy having other people there. Well, and that's, to help the, and that's the other key. If you go long enough, you kind of know what your body. I, I do a lot of, like, because I'm not lifting for a certain purpose, it's all about feel now mm-hmm. yeah and, and and if i you know you just go in and you start warming up you know if it's going to be a good day or not yeah that's just how it works but anyway speaking of that man it's about gym time for me anyway yep that's an hour 10 sweet All chris right. man thanks for bailing on a the flake not jeff i appreciate it. not <laughs> Jeff. that flake right there yeah look at that flaky face yeah. <laughs> gee off Anyway, I don't think you should let him back for 100. Uh, I know. Maybe we but should I'll, make him. Dude, that's that's another store. We'll put him in the corner with a mic. <laughs> we'll put him in the back corner with a mic. Dude, <laughs> we were supposed to do the wives episode. You know what? I'm going to rant real quick. <laughs> What's the purpose of accommodating somebody? Like the reason we're podcasting tonight was to accommodate Jeff and his stomach bug and his mm-hmm. poop issues right we're assuming they're poop issues but i'm just saying that's why we're having the podcast tonight is to accommodate his schedule and he bowed out an hour before he bowled out (laughs) you know what i mean yeah like why not why am i accommodating you if you're just gonna you know flake on us Hmm. you know same with the wise episode I never, I never listened to that wives episode well we're supposed to do another wise episode for episode 100 so I'm trying to get six people on the same page for, I don't know, two months now, mm-hmm. at least a month, six weeks. Well, anytime you get women involved, it's going to be a mess. And I can't get anything <laughs> going on. I can't get any responses from anybody. Well, my, mine's, mine lives here. So. And I think we almost get it to the point where we're going to do it. And so I said, how does this sound? Find babysitters, whatever, and let's go eat afterwards. And all of a sudden, someone who specifically heard me make the plans with someone else 
then comes in with, oh, this is going on or that's going on. And I'm mm-hmm. like, what's the purpose of it? <laughs> I'm done. I'm done accommodating people. <laughs> I'm going to do episode 100 by myself. <laughs> He's going to go really, back to the GoPro in the car. <laughs> that's really what's going to happen, man. Yeah. <laughs> going to sit there in my garage. Go back to your roots, Josh. Drop episode 100, three-hour-long episode of me <laughs> just complaining and talking about whatever I want. Go down some black holes and some conspiracy theories. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's episode 99. We're out.